0: Iowa football has hit the transfer portal and hit another home run. The newest addition, former Michigan tight end Eric Gall, has made his commitment to the Iowa Hawkeyes. We break things down here today. What's next on the wish list for Iowa football? It is a long one. And we'll talk some Hawkeye basketball, including the possibility of an addition to this year's team. Fardaws Amok, you might remember that name from this summer as I was after him in the recruiting portal. Well, He's leaving Texas Tech. Could it be a Hawkeye? We'll talk about it here on Locked on Hawkeyes. Our Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, everyone i'm trent condon and this is the locked on hawkeyes podcast thanks for making locked on hawkeyes your first listen each and every day available wherever you get podcasts you can find us everywhere you go from apple to google stitcher and on and on we got you covered while you're there give us a five star rating and for our watchers on youtube Love for you to hit that subscribe button. Helps get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode of the On Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. A gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. You'll get an extra $30 off your order. Well, a busy show here as we come to you late on the evening and uh, plenty to get into on the football side of things. Also on the basketball side of things, we're going to kick things off though, with the biggest news of the day. And that is the commitment of Eric, all the former Michigan tight end, making his commitment to the Iowa Hawkeyes. So he took his official visit last week to Iowa city. He was in attendance at the Iowa state basketball game. He was there with Cade McNamara, his former teammate, also his former roommate at Michigan. Believe it, I read they had lived together for three years on campus at Michigan. So guys, obviously, that are incredibly tight, incredibly close. And this was, I don't want to say expected. Maybe that is the wrong terminology for it, but assumed. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Regardless, though, getting his commitment. This is a big-time player. Now, much like Cade McNamara, he is a guy that is coming off an injury. For Eric All, he was injured with a back injury and had back surgery just a couple of months back. Scary proposition, back injuries regardless of the sport and certainly in the sport of football can be something that is very concerning. But when he is right, he is one of the best tight ends in the game. So go back 2021, Cade McNamara leading Michigan to a Big Ten championship. And the college football playoff, the the numbers that he put up uh, that season, 38 catches, 437 yards, had a couple of touchdowns as well. Voted a team captain. He was a guy that was incredibly well-respected. He's going to come in. He's going to do his work. He's a dad. He is a veteran. And he's also got two years of eligibility because of the COVID year also in there. He is able to play for the next two seasons, if it goes that direction. So you couple him now with Luke Lachey, who will come back and we saw him certainly glimpses this year, late in the game against Michigan, making a big play. The injuries that Laporte dealt with this year as the number two tight end, a really solid season out of Luke Lachey. And you know, Lachey is just a guy with his ability to run, the athletic ability that he has. It feels like he's got just a ton of upside that we we haven't exactly seen everything that there can be With Luke Lachey, you have him on one side, Eric all on the other. Go back to a lot more of that two tight end things. Of course, we saw that the last couple of seasons with both the guys that we just mentioned. But going back, the excitement level that can be there. Here's another great thing. So digging into the numbers, I told you the numbers that he had two seasons ago. 38 catches, 437, average 11.8 yards per reception. All right, pretty good, right? You're happy with that. Solid. But here's a great thing, too. He is a great run blocker. He is a great blocker in general. In fact, Pro Football Focus had him one of the highest graded blockers as a tight end two seasons ago. And it goes to goes without saying. Now, Sam Laporta, well, they were putting him out wide. Laporta blocking was not certainly one of his strengths. We're not talking about some of the great road grading tight ends that we've seen on the past of Iowa football. That was not his game. Now you bring in a guy that is a plus blocker. With the offensive line issues that we've seen this year, with Lachey in there, another year of experience, maybe get a little bit bigger out of him, you really have a one-two combo. And the tackle position next year, I believe it's going to be Mason Richmond on one side and Caden Proctor on the other, and then figure out the middle after that. But if they can just get that tackle play up to above average, something that it hasn't been for a very long time now in Iowa football, which is sad to say that Iowa football has struggled for this long now to get the tackles playing at a high level. I mean, you got to go back to when Tristan Wirths was on one side and Alaric Jackson was on the other. Problem that season, you also had Linderbaum in the middle. It was the guard play. Now, I always got to figure out guard play, and they got a ton of options to try to figure that out. But I believe that is what you're going to see at tackle next year. Proctor on one side. Lord willing that he is going to sign next week with the Hawkeyes and on the other Mason Richmond who really took strides here during his true sophomore campaign really became one of the few guys that you could count on game in a game out that was going to play at a high level. Now we continue to talk about the transfer portal and the possibility of them also tapping in, maybe looking at offensive line. It still hasn't been anything out there. The recruiting services, any contacts that you hear, just not a whole lot at this point in time. The Iowa coaching staff believes that the guys are in place. Yes, they took their lumps this year, but when you're starting four sophomores and a freshman, that is going to happen. They believe that the pieces are there to build into a good offensive line and sooner sooner rather than later. This is not, uh, you know, a couple years down the line, we're getting, no, they believe, in 2023, that Iowa is going to be a good offensive line. That is their belief. That is their hope. And because of that, I don't think you're going to see anything in the transfer portal unless something just completely falls in their lap with the offensive line. I personally would love to see them go out there. And if there is a big-time center, a guy that you just pop in the table in or bomb and say, see, this is how we do it here. You know, Do something like that. And you get a guy that is a guaranteed starter, a guy that's going to come in and take the job right away. I personally, because... I thought we saw too many issues this year from Logan Jones, and, and I know the coaching staff loves him. Moved from the defensive line over to the offensive line. He got that center position, but the slow snaps, the missed timing that we saw time in and time out from him, I think his upside's good, and I think he'd be an excellent guard. I just don't know if it'll be at center, but they believe that it is, and that's where we are at this point in time. Offensive line bear, better. Eric Gall helping in the blocking game, and, of course, a freshman running back in the game breaker that we had a season ago with the incredible play from Caleb Johnson. I mean, it, the that's where the excitement level starts to go. Now, the next question is, there's got to be more, right? Transfer portal, really the reason I think that almost all of us got excited. Cade McNamara was great. Eric Gall getting him absolutely home run. You're so happy to get both those guys in the fold. But ultimately, you have to get wide receivers. So the wide receiver group that is coming back next season, you, this is what you have. There's a possibility that Nico Regagini is going to come back for another season, his sixth season on campus, but that's still a possibility. It's nothing set in stone, but if he wants to and he does want to take a shot in the NFL, wants to come back for one final season and maybe with a new and improved offense, give it one more go around, that is on the table. At least he has that eligibility if he chooses to take it. Deontay Vines, there was a lot of talk and a lot of speculation. He might also be one of the guys that was going to join in the transfer portal. To this point, that hasn't happened. Keegan Johnson gone, Arlen Bruce gone. We know both those guys are off, and they will play at another destination. But I think something to get excited about, Deontay Vines, a guy that – had the wrist injury, broken wrist, was out, looked like he was really popping in camp, heard a lot of good things about him in August. I think this is a guy, he's not a building block. Look, he's not a guy that you're going to go out there and he's going to put up you know yards that we saw from guys like Marvin McDonald He's not going to have a season like we've seen from DJK or even going more recently, what we saw, maybe even out of a Brandon Smith or, or Amir Smith-Marset. But a guy that maybe can develop into a solid number two, you really have something there. He's back. You got Brody Brett coming back. Jacob Bostic, who another guy that was flashing in camp, never was able to get on the field a whole lot this season because of injury. That's who you have returning as your scholarship guys. Then you bring in three guys that are committed and look to be wide receivers for next season. Dayton Howard, that was the latest commitment that he did. Kansas City, big kid, 6'5", 190 pounds. Now, he didn't have any other D1 offers, and that's a little concerning. Kansas City kid. Jayhawks, Wildcats, neither of them got involved. Didn't see anything else. Even Colorado State was sniffing around, but never officially offered him. Is he going to be ready to go hit the ground running? You anticipate this is more of a developmental piece with Dayton Howard. Jarrett Bowie, a Florida kid. 6'3", 188. Success with Florida receivers way back in the day, right? C.J. Jones, see you later. Guys like that Mo Brown, another uh, Florida kid that was really good, but we're talking about 20 years ago. in the recent history it has not been at that same level. He had offers from Boston College, uh, South Florida, Iowa State Duke, six three one eighty eight, maybe. And then the other is a local kid, Alex Moda from Marion, 61175. Listed as an athlete on the recruiting sites, but a lot of people believe that it will be wide receiver, that he will begin his career head offers from Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and uh, picked the Hawkeyes last summer. Then you got the walk ons that are out there Alec Wick, Caden Wetchen, Jack Johnson, Jackson Ritter, those guys are around. You need more. So we've talked a lot about Seth Anderson. I think it's the excitement of who his dad was that gets me fired up. Good season a year ago at Charleston Southern. Now he is a Georgia kid, went to the same high school as Tyler Goodson, and now one of the home state schools has offered him in Georgia Tech. Does that change the equation? Something to monitor, certainly on that front. I was still working to get him on an official visit this weekend. That appears to be a go. We'll see, though, here in the next 24 hours if that Georgia Tech offer maybe changes his thinking where he's going to be looking. Uh, Big one there, Seth Anderson. Possibility a kid that could come in. College experience that knows how to run routes has got decent speed to him. A guy that would fit in incredibly well. It's not dire straits, but you need more. That's where we are in the transfer portal. We got plenty more to talk about though on Locked lockdown Hawkeyes. We'll get into Jed Campbell. What a season that he had. You know, I'm not a big list guy. I do just want to talk about him and his impact and, and where he kind of ranks in the Iowa linebacker lore, certainly of the Kirk Ferentz era. We'll talk about that uh, coming up here. And basketball, talked about him, Daws Amok. Yeah, that was a name that was a big buzz. He played at Utah Valley. That's a D1 program out in Utah. had a huge, huge season a year ago. Averaged 19 points a game, over 13 rebounds. He was one of the most desired players in all the transfer portal last spring and into last summer. He ultimately went to Texas Tech. Now he's leaving Texas Tech. How excited do we get about that as Hawkeye fans? That's as we continue here on Locked on Hawkeyes. Today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Great holiday memories. Looking back and thinking about those great meals, right? You're around the table. You got family. You got friends. You're having a great Christmas and the food that goes along with it. Well, how about making Omaha Steaks a part of it? Right now, Omaha Steaks has cut prices 50% site-wide to make the gift-giving hero that you always wanted to be. The holidays are here. Achieve Gift greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. I got them for Dad. I got them for Father-in-law. Look, Dad's easy, right? You get Dad steaks; you're in good shape. But the Father-in-law can be a little bit trickier. Hey, you know he looks down at you. You're married to his daughter. You know there's there could be some weird things that happen. And uh, I hit this one out of the park. And he still talks about to the day. Did it a couple of years ago. Every single time. And those Omaha steaks. In fact, I think he's sending a message. And I know what we're gonna get for Kenny. It's going to be some Omaha Steaks. So what you want to do, go to omahasteaks.com, take advantage of that 50% off site-wide, plus another bonus here. Use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. You're going to get an additional $40 off your offer. Absolutely incredible, a perfect gift, an assortment of favorites, They're delicious butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare cup for meals. They are ready in a flash. Don't wait. Order today. As I grab some water. Order today. Beat the shipping rush and go to OmahaSteaks.com. Thanks for hanging with me. Use promo code On at checkout. Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart. OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of that 50% off site-wide. And then on top of it, use promo code On at checkout. Get that extra. $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. That is OmahaStakes.com. Kind of back with you on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. As we make our way through here on the evening after Eric All makes his commitment, we'll get into the basketball talk and Fardaz Amok and the possibility of him being an Iowa Hawkeye and some intriguing stuff about that. We'll get to that here just a little bit later on, but. I want to talk a little bit about Jack Campbell and the season that we just had out of him. This is a guy, multi-year starter for the Hawkeyes and All-American becomes a consensus All-American. That's all good and well. But, you know, I get the emails from the athletic department. I get them from the Big Ten. I get them from schools from across the country and schools that I cover and schools that I talk about on the radio in Des Moines on KXNO and and on and on and on. And you get them and during the offseason. Uh, this player has been added to this watch list and. It becomes a bit much, you know, I got a lot of things going on. i got my own business. It's there's times that those emails, they, they just become overwhelming and it's just a quick delete. And you don't even look at them and on and on and on. And so many of these emails have been coming in lately about Jack Campbell. He wins the Campbell award, which is basically the academic Heisman, if you will, of college football and a $25,000 scholarship post-grad that goes along with it. And he's winning these awards and he's getting these all American lists and just on and on and on. But In a way, I think we just miss what a great player he is. The range that he plays with at six foot five. I saw him for the first time on the hardwood, on basketball floor, back I believe he was a sophomore at Cedar Falls High School, and hadn't seen him on the football field to that point in time. And he was kind of lumbering. He was getting up and down the floor. He was a post player for that team. I think AJ Green and company were on that squad. And you know, watching him play is like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. He's got good frame, good size, but just didn't see. No, know, an impactful defensive player. And then I saw him for the first time at the Unidome that following season, playing football. And boy, what a difference of playing that sport absolutely made. He was a nice basketball player. Watching him on the football field, he was the best high school linebacker that I had seen since Pat Anger. And if you remember Pat Anger at Bettendorf, I mean, that's really high praise. So I got thinking about the great linebackers of the Kirk Ferentz era, right? And we go back to the beginning. And he had Fred Barr in the middle just making tackles and talking about his hatred of Iowa State. And he became a beloved figure uh, because of that and and the rivalry at that point in time. And Iowa State winning so many games. I think he said something, I, I just hate the color red, went on about that. So you go back to him. George Lewis, Ed Miles, maybe one of the more underrated players and his ability to play on the outside, just how good he was out there. Of course, Chad Greenway and Abdul Hodge, and they kind of go hand in hand. They played together. They're in the same class. Greenway had that knee injury early in his career as a special teamer and then continued to develop. You think of some of the plays that he made. I thought Abdul Hodge was going to have a better NFL career. Now, injuries derailed that. Out of the two guys, uh, Greenway, I I didn't see him as a first-round pick, boy. That that was a swing and a miss. Now, he went to the Vikings. I'm a Bears fan. Maybe that had something to do with it, too. But he was absolutely outstanding and one of the most beloved Minnesota Vikings up there in a long time. Uh, Continuing on the list mentioned pat anchor watching that dude in that championship game for bettendorf i mean he's playing basically with one arm out there and just destroying people one of the more impressive defensive performances i've ever seen at the high school level aj eads along with another one of those underrated guys you know the guys in the middle they get a lot of the tackles right they're they're making the plays out there some of those outside guys in the iowa scheme and certainly when they were so married to the 4-3 scheme and, and what we see today with the cash position changes things but so many times put out there on an island covering not just tight ends, but covering slot receivers. AJ Eads had a ton of athletic ability and a really underrated player. Jeremiah Hunter, another one you put in that mix. Uh, let's see who else we got on the list. Anthony Hitchens, James Morris and Christian Kirksey. Those three guys really playing together. Uh, three excellent linebackers, Josie Jewell, the Niemans Ben and Nick, uh, just great linebackers. We're talking about over you know, a 24 year period and so many good names. I, I think, most people would probably put Josie Jewell, what a story it was. I will find in him at the 11th hour. Right. It, it was uh, Coach uh what? Coach Morgan, right? Yeah, that that went there, went up to Decora. Hey, we we gotta offer this kid. And he was doing his thing uh, across the state, always finding guys, right? Finding those under-recruited guys, those under-the-radar guys, and seemingly every single time he hit it out of the park what he said, went to bat for one of these guys. Josie Jewell is gonna stay home. Stay home as in stay in Decora and go to Luther. (laughs) He's a starting linebacker. In fact, over the weekend, he became the first player ever to pick off Patrick Mahomes twice in an NFL game. Josie Jewell. So I think Josie would be at most people's top of the list. Jack Campbell, what he meant to this defense and a historic defense over the last couple of seasons, leading the team a year ago to a Big Ten championship game with the limitations they had offensively, getting them back this year the safety that he had against South Dakota State. Did they win that game without that? Maybe not. We might be talking about a team that lost to South Dakota State in the opener. I know South Dakota State's getting ready for the semifinals. and They're a good team. and They're number one at the FCS. But still, I mean, that one would have stung. Obviously, the play that he made against Minnesota and the touchdown that was taken away from him in that game. Just, just you couple that, though, with the leadership ability and going to bat for the offense and sticking up for them. And, Just what you exactly want out of a football player. Now, I know middle linebacker is not a in vogue position anymore in the NFL. It's not in the day when I was growing up and Mike Singletary was all about and into Brian Bosworth and the pomp and circumstance, of the flash that went with a guy like that. It's a different era. It's a different game. And because of that, middle linebacker just isn't as important. And because of that, you don't see him drafted. Much like running back anymore in the NFL It is more of a, we like to have a nice one, but we're not going to overspend for that. And you'll see the same thing in middle linebacker coming up in this NFL draft. Now, if he can show an ability to really cover that middle of the field, I I think I mentioned earlier in the week, a guy like Fred Warner, who just covers so much ground in the middle of the field, the depth that he's able to get. I think of Brian Urlacher. He was another guy, at middle linebacker that... The thing that people missed. Yeah, he comes up and he stuffs a run, he stops all that. He does all those things. And Jack Campbell absolutely will be able to do that at the next level. But what's separated and what still separates today these elite level middle linebacker guys is their ability to get depth to cover that middle third of the field they are so so good at that and if he can show that kind of ability and maybe he can sneak in you know into the second round or even late first round a team that really thinks he's that kind of guy those leadership qualities are going to go a long way people are going to be incredibly impressed by him but something that we don't do very often but i I thought bear mentioning here a consensus all-american Jack Campbell, tip of the ball cap, a great career. Let's hope it continues at the next level uh, for him, and he'll be remembered for a long time as one of the greats in Iowa football. Well, do we have a possible great for Iowa basketball? Help on the way? There's a real possibility. Now you're going to say, Trent, have you lost it? I know it's late, but what is going on in your mind? Fardaz Amok, he's a Texas Tech. He's transferring after the semester. Yes, but there's no way he could be eligible right away. When he makes a transfer, ah, there's people out there that will tell you different. We'll get into that when we continue on Lockdown Hawkeyes. Today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. I'm a daily gambler. I get on all the time. What I love about bet Online is you can get out there and you can find a little bit of everything information, sports podcasts. They have that at bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting information. And not just football, not just basketball. They have it all world cup as we're coming up to the finals. Don't forget also a third place game there as they play for the bronze. College Bowl season, always important. Every professional and amateur league, the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting information is bet online. Head to their website today, or just hop on your phone, your tablet, wherever you're with us here today, and you can learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. I'm Trent Condon here with you on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Again, thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Hit that five-star rating for us on the podcast. And if you're on YouTube and watching us hanging out in the man cave here this evening, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Let's us know that you are out there and also gets us in front of more Hawkeye fans. As we wrap things up, it's time to talk basketball. So, Iowa, this is the quiet time. Of course, it's finals week. Everybody is off, uh, mostly across the Big Ten. I think just a couple of games this week. A very late light slate college basketball on Saturday, though. Take a look forward. we got top 25 matchups all over. Now, Iowa does not have a top 25 matchup coming up on Saturday. They will be taking on Southeast Missouri State. They're a 30-point favorite in that, according to Ken Palm. Uh, they'll drill them, and Chris Murray will not play in that game. We'll see about the availability of Aaron Uless and Tony Perkins is banged up. But this is a game that absolutely I was going to go out there and they're going to dominate. And the good thing is, usually when they play these type of teams and these bottom 300 type of teams, not only they win the game, they absolutely drill them. And sometimes that overhits. And something, well, speaking of our friends at Bet Online, I'll be looking for on Saturday. But that aside, so Fardaz Amok, Utah Valley, put up huge numbers. He put 18.9 points per game, over 13 rebounds a season ago, and Iowa got involved right away when his name went into the transfer portal. Iowa uh, got involved; they knew they ha- needed help inside, and all they have right now really is Philip Rabbach. Also, remember at that time, Joshua Gundelay was in the transfer portal, didn't find a place that. Was to his fitting, or maybe just didn't even get the offer that he was looking for. That aside, though, a came back. Riley Mulvey, remember, this guy should still be a true freshman this season, came in a year early, and his development has not gone, I think, according to plan for a lot of people with him. But more than anything, I think they wanted a true center, and that's what Fardaz Amok is. He is a true center. He is six foot 11. He is a bit lumbering. You know, he's thick, he is not going to be. You know, consider a gazelle by any means. He is a back-to-the-basket type of player. But as the offers came, he was pretty much across the board a top 20 transfer across college basketball. A lot of people had him in the top 10 of all portal players that were available a season ago, even coming from a small conference, coming from the WAC, and playing at Utah Valley. And I was involved early, a couple other big names, and then more and more came available, including Texas Tech. And that's ultimately where he ended up. Uh, playing with Texas tech now going on right now, a lot of interesting things there as Amok, Now he also had an injury, so he broke his foot before the season. He was in a hard cast. I believe it was for 12 weeks. I read uh this evening. So he was out for a very, very long time and maybe being pushed a little bit harder to come back sooner than he wanted. Okay. Makes sense. You hear about these types of things that happen all the time. Co- of course, the coaches want you out there as soon as possible. Want to get you out there quick. And maybe he's not real happy about that. But the other part, and the more intriguing part, and something we've been talking about so much here, more on the football side of what's happening right now, is NIL, the collective, the money that comes into these players, and maybe not being delivered at the reason, at the level that they wanted. Because of that, her feelings, hey, you are promised something. I don't care where you're going. They're not delivered. You're going to be upset coupled with trying to come back a little bit earlier than you would think you're ready for from injury so you have those two components coming together and now Fardas AMOC he is going to transfer again now normally the way this is we go back and remember the first time this happened from an Iowa perspective that I remember that was Sam Oake. he left w- Wisconsin did it at the semester wasn't eligible then until after first semester ended the following season of course had that one-year sit-out and you think that's basically what it would be for Amok right he'd be Eligible wherever he ends up transferring to next December. That's what it's going to be for him. After the semester ends, he'll be eligible. Iowa State has that going on right now uh, with the transfer from Georgetown and Trey King, and he'll be able to go for them. The semester ends on Friday, and then on Sunday, they play Western Michigan, and he'll be able to play. That's what you think. Well, there's a report out there right now that says that is not the case. And it was one of the most surprising things that I've seen in a while because you feel like you got a pretty good feel of things, right? And what, what the rules are, we're talking about a different world of college athletics. So this uh, comes from Jake Weingarten. He is a part of StockRisers, college basketball website out there and a big recruiting service. Uh, so Jake Weingartner says this. Fardaz Amok is eligible to play this season, a source told StockRisers. Yes, he can transfer and play right away. This season, major news for whatever program lands him, getting an all-American caliber big man in a mock. So that comes again, verified account. This is not just some random dude with a couple of followers out there on Twitter. You gotta be careful on Twitter all the time. He's got the blue check mark. That's a different conversation about what that blue check mark means anymore. But that aside, this is news. Is Fran McCaffrey willing? A guy that he has a relationship with, a guy that they spend a lot of time on. Are they willing to dive back in? Now, I've told that Fardaz Amok is headstrong. Maybe a little flaky. It can be aloof at times. But what we do know is he is a talented guy. And think about adding a guy like that. Now, when is he going to be able to play? Not just coming in, transferring, coming off the injury that he had, a broken foot. Now, how long is it going to come back to that? Is it realistic that he's ready to go by the end of January? But then also what you have to do, kind of adjusting on the fly the way you're playing. Phil Brach is playing at such a high level. Now, there's going to be matchups where he's undersized. There's going to be times that he's going to get in foul trouble, and Iowa certainly is not comfortable right now of playing a gun delay and playing Mulvey, and you're going to be in deep trouble. And certainly with the injury to Chris Murray right now, it gets even more scary inside. I mean, just go back to Sunday. There are minutes where they're playing Connor McCaffrey at the 5. Connor 6'5". This guy was a point guard for the first 20 years of his life and now he's paying five very late in the sixth year of his collegiate career so you have that component to it is Fran willing to go that direction now because there is a prior relationship I think it does make it a little bit easier I'm going to guess if he I don't remember offhand I'm going to have to look this up for tomorrow's podcast we'll get back to you on Thursday on this but if he took a visit the guys know him and what they think because this is a guy that can help and you can play him at center and you put Racha at the four. And what does that squeeze the minutes? Maybe a Patrick McCaffrey a little bit more or Connor, whoever it is, but it's going to be different. It's going to be adjusting on the fly. It's something that, well, nobody in college basketball has ever had to deal with anything like this. An in-season transfer being eligible immediately, but according to stock risers, That is the case. We will work to get more information with you and we will continue to pass it along. One college game for the Hawkeyes this week is again, they will take on Southeast Missouri state. One more tune up against Eastern Illinois before conference play begins. And it'll be back-to-back roadies for them uh, to begin the, the full slate of conference play at Nebraska and at Penn state before Indiana comes to town. That is what's coming up here. The next couple of weeks for Iowa basketball. Will they have a new edition well, I'm sure there'll be a whole lot more. Thanks again for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. A lot of fun stuff going on in the world of Hawkeye athletics. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available here on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts a whole lot more coming up you this week. We will continue to chase down. All the information is out there. Yes. It's quiet without the games. It being finals week. Oh yeah. We got a bowl game coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Are we excited about it? Oh boy. Still doesn't feel it. We'll try to get there. Hey, we'll get to see a new quarterback. We'll get to see either Carson may or Joey Labus possibility of maybe even seeing both guys out there. Can Kentucky and Iowa combine for 31 points. Uh, This betting mind says not even close, but those will be conversations in the coming days and weeks ahead. Thanks again for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks.